0: The pelvic floor needs to be stretched and it needs to be strengthened, it needs to be functional, and there's all these different pieces to it and how it can improve your sex life and improve back pain or posture and all of these other pieces in the body.
1: Hi,
2: I'm Zoe. Hi, I'm Erica. Hey, Erica.
1: and think of
2: us as your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. Hey guys, so uh, what's up with your pelvic floor? Bet you never got that question before. I have certainly never asked it. Uh, Zoe has asked it a lot of times. Um, There is really a range of knowledge and familiarity with this very specific region of our bodies that we should really be paying some more attention to. Uh, We chatted with Leah Bartha, who is the founder of an exercise program called Be the Method. And um, it's kind of a combination of it takes inspiration from Pilates, from dance, from swimming, and it's all low-impact impact movements. It's all really designed to hone in on, again, this very specific area of the body that really has quite an impact on how we carry ourselves through the world in general. And it's not just for ladies, by the way. Men also have a pelvic floor. Lots of new information in this episode. You will definitely be happy that you got it here. So have a listen and enjoy. Hey, guys. So you may have figured out by now that Zoe and I are huge fans of functional mushrooms. And that's because their benefits are legit from increasing focus and concentration to helping you sleep and probably most importantly, providing incredible support for your immune system. And yes, that is actual science. You can check it out on our blog at earthandstar.com. But who doesn't need a little bit of extra immune support right now, if we're being honest? But anyway, the most important thing for you to know, actually, is that you have to have these fabulous fungi in your system every day in order to reap the benefits. So Earth and Star, our new brand, is making it as easy as possible for you to get the amazing benefits of functional mushrooms every day. Like if you've got a serious cold brew habit, there's a can for that. If you love your afternoon matcha latte, then we've got you covered there. And if you're not like G love and you're not feeling the cold beverages, then how about a totally delicious dark chocolate bar that also helps you increase focus and concentration while satisfying your sweet tooth. And it pairs super well with red wine. So we at Earth and Star have created as many ways as possible to help you elevate your everyday routine because we are not asking you to add another pill or a powder to your very busy schedule of supplements. We just want it to be as easy and absolutely delicious as possible for you to get some mush love into your life. So check us out at earthandstar.com and get 15% off your first order with the code HTW. So officially, welcome, Leah Bartha, uh, founder so of Be The Method. That's the name of your practice, is that right? Yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> um, we're so happy to talk to you. We don't talk uh, to a lot of Fitness people um, on the pod. We don't generally have a video component, although it is something that we are starting to
1: encourage. Uh, oh, just we're gonna have to do it. It's fine. <laughs> we're gonna have to suck <laughs> it up. Molly's well, just in advance, everybody. Nobody needs to see this, but uh, I know, I, guess, I know. That's what the that's what the kids want these days. That's that's what totally. they're asking
0: they wanna see everything, see and hear, you know, the full, full package now.
1: Yeah. Well, you look terrific. So,
2: As do you both? Do. We look a little worse for wear, but um, but this is also a topic, um, specifically what you're doing um, with your work that I I will speak for Zoe, because um, it's one of her favorite topics is talking about the <gasps> pelvic floor. It is. Oh,
0: that's amazing! I'm so happy to hear that because that's one of my favorite topics. I say the word pelvic floor probably like a thousand times every single day, so you probably will hear that many times. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Awesome. I do like to talk about the pelvic floor. We all have one, men, yeah. women. Um, some are in better shape than others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the pelvic floor and magnesium. I feel like I could really spend a lot of time on those two things. Very random. Like totally if it were
2: for like Pee Wee's Playhouse, then that would be the word of the day and everybody get a prize
1: every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Actually- I actually met like a dad, parent, friend, parent, whatever, my kid's classmates uh and the dad we're at like our first little sort of like post-covid you know cocktail mingling thing and it was like we're all getting to know and he was so like, I was like oh what do you do he's like I'm a scientist And I was like oh what is your focus And he's like An magnesium I was like oh my god <laughs> you're like can <laughs> you tell me everything everything tell me every little piece of that yeah that, I mean that's pretty specific was, field it was so specific I was like I didn't even know that was like a thing he won all awards. <laughs> yeah. I digress but um yeah just, just sharing my, just trying to like really paint the picture on my level of enthusiasm.
0: Yeah, magnesium <laughs> is definitely not my, not my specialty, but but I can definitely, you know, take it. I take it sometimes.
1: <laughs> so then let's
2: talk about the pelvic floor. No, tell us, tell awesome. us. Uh, we'd love to hear a bit about what you're doing with your with your method um, and how you got started and how this became a, a big big area of focus for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'm a mom of two, um, I have a seven year old and a five year old. Um, so my body has, you know, been through a lot of changes, you know, throughout the years. And, um, and yeah, I, I found that the more, I mean, getting, getting into kind of like my background of Pilates, I'm classically trained in Pilates. Um, so I've been teaching it for, um, I guess now technically 14 or 15 years. I've been doing my method for about three years, but, um, you know, just working with a ton of different people and a bunch of different bodies and just also different awarenesses of their, of your body. I started to realize that people really did not know too much about the pelvic floor or even know why it was important. You know, everybody was familiar with a Kegel exercise. And I was like, well, there's so much more to it than to just tighten. You know, like we were always so focused on like, we need to tighten the pelvic floor, especially after having children, we're working on this kind of like, getting it really tight and back to like, you know, 20 shape or whatever, you know, but that's, um, so just trying to, you know, listen to what people were saying about the pelvic floor. And like, when I started to bring it up they'd be like, what, like, huh, what are you talking about? And so I, I, um, figured that incorporating it into my method was super important just to, you know, let everybody know that like, you know, the pelvic floor needs to be stretched and it needs to be strengthened. It needs to be functional. And there's all these different pieces to it and how it can, improve your sex life and improve back pain or posture and all of these other pieces in the body that, you know, are connected to the pelvic floor. It all kind of starts when you don't have pelvic floor health, a lot of different things in your body can be suffering. And you might think like, oh, it's just because my shoulders are too weak or I have too much tension here. But a lot of times it kind of like comes really deep down in that powerhouse down there. And that, um, as we're all sitting up a little bit taller, uh, <laughs> I'm just going
1: to up my posture right now. Subject. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is when the video
0: component is interesting because it's like all of them,
1: okay. And we're lifting up to the pelvic floor yeah. and connecting there now. No, um, don't feel judged. Don't feel judged. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, um,
0: yeah. So I, you know, it was, it, it was trying to create a, awareness and also find my own pelvic floor health and find, you know where I felt the healthiest and the most in control and also, you know, the most mobile at the same time. So when I was creating my method, it was very, very important that I I included this pelvic floor component, you know, rather than being too preachy, you know, I don't want to be like, this is it, this is it, and be too scientific in different ways because I know that it can be overwhelming if you're working out and you're like, oh, oh, what am I doing? How, how do I do this? And trying to focus on all these things. So um trying to add it in in a very approachable way where it's like you're connecting there and we're finding a neutral pelvis and we're kind of building up this strength and stretch kind of at the same time to improve all aspects of the pelvic floor and also awareness
2: you know that's a big yeah. one so before yeah. we go further down that path I mean can you can you zoom out a bit and really just describe exactly what it is like, what is the pelvic floor and how is it? Because I'm sure, as you said, there's a lot of confusion. And when you say it for the first time, people don't know what you're talking about. Like, are we talking about the vagina? Are we talking about the birth canal? Are we talking, clearly not, because as we've just learned, you know, men also have this. So what is it? What else is it referred to as? Like, how else might we be able to identify it?
0: Yeah. So it's it's a hammock of muscles that kind of, you know, supports your pelvis. So it goes, you know, from one hip bone, front and back, and it kind of like has this motion of like a lift and a release. And so when we're doing Kegels, like a lot of times it's just like a squeeze and release, a squeeze and release, but you really want to kind of have this, you know, kind of like in and up feeling, but without clenching. So in my method, you know, we work on finding a neutral pelvis, which is the natural curve of the spine. You can also call it like a neutral spine, you know, because naturally we all have, you know, butts. so like the tailbone just like comes out just a tiny bit. And we're not trying to like imprint the spine and make your spine flat, we want to like follow the natural curve. So, um, you know, a lot of times when people are working out, they're thinking like tuck, tuck and do all these things. But what's happening is when you're putting a lot of pressure on the core or you're engaging and you're not using your breath to, um, fill your body with oxygen and blood, it's just putting a lot of strain on it. So then you're straining the pelvic floor and you're creating this tightness because it's just that same feeling like that. So trying to find the fact that it is a hammock and it needs to kind of have this mobility and it has to have this stretch. Um, and really it like supports your bowels. It prevents you from having pain during sex. You know, a lot of times when people are like, Oh, it feels so tight and it's painful to have sex. It could be just so locked up in there and just needs some sort of mobilization to be able to, you know, fit something in there or not or whatever. Right. Um, Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's so, so many, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Whatever. But, but, you know, a lot of it too is also just increasing like orgasmic pleasure too. You know, when it's, when it is tight or too loose, you kind of like lose, you lose that. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of finding control over it, which I think is like the most powerful thing is when you start to like, feel like you're like, oh my gosh, I can control what I'm doing and I can pulse and I can engage and do all the I'm literally like holding my hands here like I know fine.
2: the visual <laughs> is incredible.
0: The visual <laughs> I, I am like such an expressive hand <laughs> talker. But it's like I, I find that like I don't know that kind of makes sense, right? It's like um so yeah like me sorry go ahead. No no go. Ahead. I'm just saying it's yeah like so you can just find you can like you can use those muscles and control those muscles and train those muscles kind of the same way you can with your core or your arms or all of this like functionality of muscles in your body, like that is a powerful muscle that once you tap into it and you're like, okay, I know what this is. I know what it does when it becomes too tight and that can read into back pain. I mean, all of like, really it can just read all the way up into your whole body. So many things can happen when you have a tight pelvic floor. Um, But yeah, just like gaining control and power. It's a pretty, it's a pretty amazing feeling when you have tapped into the pelvic floor and you know, it's function. And yeah,
1: yeah. It's funny because like you were saying earlier, it's so often referred to, you know, like when we talk about it, we talk about it in the sense of like something that needs to be tightened and oftentimes it's like dysfunction basically is is just dysfunction, right? So right. it could be too tight and you could be it could be too slack or too loose, yeah,
0: right? Too weak, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So there's um it's funny. There's like so much confusion around that. And I had like, you know, I have two kids. Have, we have the same age children. Hey. Um, and I did, you know, as one does, a lot of PT post babies and like mm-hmm. definitely was like I got on that public floor train like aggressively. Yeah. Um, smart, I, learned, smart. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is like so not what I thought. One interesting thing I'm curious to know. If you've made any connections with this, like with all the PTs that I saw and of oh, the work that I did in that um, during that time, and still now it was like, oh, the connection that I made was like, I actually my pelvic floor is actually too tight. Yeah. So, like for me, the whole focus was like relaxing, uh-huh. um, which is so much harder to do than you think. It's sort of like when you think about a muscle, right, that needs to, like, I'm, like, bending my forearm, that needs to, like, contract and release to work properly. Mm -hmm. It's, like, we are just focusing on, like, the contraction, but we're never, like, sort of told, I guess, in this pelvic floor conversation that you also need to, like, have a full release before it can, like, come back up and function properly.
0: Yes. And this is why in my method I've focused so much on on. The strengthen and the release aspect throughout every series. So you're coming in and you're like, okay, you're starting to feel how you're finding that connection. But then we do some sort of stretch or some sort of release, and usually it's, you know, it's a stretching exercise that ends up like you're connecting your glute and your, you know, inner thigh, but you're also finding that release through the pelvic floor. So kind of getting getting it all, so that when you leave, you have this functionality of it where it's not too tight not too weak there's a balance and a health to it that you know creates kind of that balance
2: yeah yeah so so zoe this kind of made me think of it when you started talking about how you you went to do this after you give birth and i guess the question was sort of a double question, for, but for you, did you do it at the recommendation of a doctor? Did you have like a specific symptom and then you kind of arrived at this is what you needed to do? And I guess the larger question and for Leah is like, is this something that people are only aware of once there's a problem? Because I feel like that happens a lot in general yeah. in wellness is like people only start addressing something once there's a problem. So it's Absolutely. a question for both of you, I guess. Yeah. Do so you want to start? Well,
1: yeah. Like part one, which is just basically, um, I, I was introduced, right, Pilates is like very, I don't know, it's like they go hand in hand in my mind, yeah. sort of like and Pilates, it's like all core. Um, I was actually introduced to Pilates like, I don't know, 15 years ago by my husband of all people who started going because he had back pain. And so... He started going to Pilates and it was just like miraculous. Like it really, like the strengthening strengthening of his core totally alleviated all of his back pain. And yeah. he's like, you got to try it. It's amazing. I was like, okay. So I started going, you know, I've been doing Pilates for a long time and therefore indirectly have been like aware of and focusing on my pelvic floor for a long time. Yeah. So I didn't go to PT post babies specifically for, I mean, that was a big part of it. Like I already knew that was going to happen, but I was working on that like before I got pregnant, um, which was part of the, you know, <laughs> part of the prep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, um, it was recomm it was definitely recommended, um, postpartum by my second OB, who was much more of like a naturopath, like um, my first OB, which was like you know a seventy-five year old high risk like white man, yeah, was just like had no no idea. Definitely did not recommend anything. But my second my second team, they were like, you know, in Europe this is like standard. Like post baby, everybody gets a script for to do at least six weeks weeks of pelvic floor therapy um, post baby. And they're like, hey, that's go. Great. So yeah, we don't do it here. Like there's not a lot of awareness, and it's just so important. But yeah take the second half of that question.
0: Yeah. I mean, most people, when they think of the pelvic floor, they think of like, oh, that is something that moms do after pregnancy. It's like, you, you know, you get to a certain point, they're like, I feel like the conversation is like, okay, your vagina gets really big and now we need to start tightening and again and paying attention to the pelvic floor and like, you know, creating some sort of like fix there, you know, it's always like kind of treated as like the mom fix. Um, but what I'm finding is the more awareness that we start to bring to people that are, you know, not even close to having kids, like maybe somebody even in their 20s or their teens or even early 30s or kind of any stage of the life, um, just starting to have that awareness and starting to have that connection. It really helps you through the process and makes it so that you don't get to the point where there is an issue, you know? So we're trying to like, trying to find that. That's what I'm trying to do in the method is like get people of all different ages to connect to the pelvic floor and create this health so that you don't have to get to the point where it needs to be technically fixed, you know, in quotes, Um, you know, where there is the pain and discomfort and all of that. Trying to, you know, catch it before. But I feel like right now it is kind of that, like something kind of happens and then you're like, okay, that's funky. And then, you know, like my my natural instinct sometimes is like going to WebMD and being like, Oh my gosh, I'm dying of a tumor. And it's like really like not anything like that, you know. But um yeah, but but yeah, it's like not getting to the point that it starts to become something and then you start to figure out what's going on. It's trying to like catch that before and not thinking of it just as a mom issue after you have kids, you know. Because yeah. men yeah, can also I guess. Sorry. Yeah, men can yeah, men can have tight pelvic floors also, and that can read into their hips and sciatica and back and all of these different things too. And I think it's just, it's just important to, to focus on it at any point in your life, you know, and it's not, and I think like, even if you haven't focused on it in the past, like it's always a good time to just start wherever you are in your life. You know, everybody mm-hmm. will benefit from doing some pelvic floor awareness and connection
1: and mobility. Yeah, there should be a public floor awareness month or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah,
2: there probably is. Yeah, <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> it just
1: doesn't have a very good um, PR team.
0: Yeah, and I think also, you know, it's also like like trying to just open up conversations. You know, like one thing, one thing in, in our community at Be the Method, it's like we have like like it's always TMI. Like everybody is sharing everything. Like whatever is happening. Like today, somebody in class was like, "Oh my god, I'm so constipated," and I think it's because all I've been doing are like our deep core series. Like. I need to like maybe breathe or what am I doing wrong here? But it's like having these conversations and making it um, just like more able to talk and not having to be like, oh, I don't want to say I'm like on my period or like I'm having pain with sex. Like, you know, just opening up the conversation and having them. And I feel like people of all ages are sharing, which I think is super helpful. So even if somebody is on the back end sitting there not wanting to share, they're still reading these and still hearing these things that are, are, are you know being said. And I think that as part of it is trying to like um just destigmatize yeah. sex and sexual sure. health and vaginas and you know like all of that stuff there. Yeah. Like we can talk about it. Like everybody like, yeah, it benefits everybody to have these conversations. So yeah. You
1: know. yeah. Well I think I mean we touch on a few of them, but like I think it is important to talk about like the, the things that can occur if you don't have a strong functioning pelvic floor. because yeah we're kind of nuts. Like maybe we should start with prolapse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, there's like, there's, there's so many things and part of it too, is I feel like a lot of people, you know, like if you have to, if you can't make it to the bathroom to pee, like there is a sign that something is wrong. Like there is something very specific there, you know, it's like you should be able to hold in some of that, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you want yeah. to start
1: with? Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, I think it's yeah. A, yeah, I think there's like um this is something that sort of happens regardless of um whether or not you've had kids. Obviously, if you have kids it exacerbates it probably, but it happens yeah. with age, you know, it's just gravity pushing down on your pelvic floor, right, which is supposed yeah. to hold all those organs and sometimes when you have prolapse, it can literally drag yeah. it drop so low that it at some point, could in most cases so like exit your bot hang yeah. out of, outside of your vagina, or even right. in, men, in men too, it can come out yeah. of the other hole. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's that's, nice. that's that's like the that's the scariest one. Of I all did not part.
2: know that that was that's a possibility perfect. for men. And I, I have, men. I have,
0: yeah, I have a a friend acquaintance who that actually happened to her. Like a year after having a kid, all of a sudden. Like everything came out.
1: It was literally like
0: all of a sudden it just came out. She's like, what the fuck is happening here? And then she had to do surgery. There was like a whole thing. And then it's, yeah, it was like a lot of different things. And and, um, part of it came from the pelvic floor, you know, was just like, but it was scary. You know, it's like a scary thing to have something like that happen where you're like, how are my insides coming out of my body? Like that shouldn't happen. Like there's, that's very... Very, very scary.
1: Yeah, I think it's yeah. like what is it like. It's like they sort of rank it in stages. Prolapse, sort of like how low your organs drop to the point that's like one through five. Five is like it's literally outside of your body, which is
0: yeah
1: horrifying. And at that point, you can't rehab it. You have to actually have surgery, which is yeah, you have to basically like you get this like mesh insert that holds everything right. back up. Yeah, um, which is artificial and it's not not ideal. Um, but I think it's. You know, again, it's just like how do you tune into your body to to understand when things are starting to like get a little low or get, you yeah. know, like hang a little loose to the point you know before they become an actual problem where they can't be rehabilitated because yeah, at a certain point. And I think you-
0: part of it, part of it is like the bowels, like that starts to kind of go a little bit first too, where you're like, okay, I can't hold anything in pee. Sometimes it even like creates just like constipation because you can't like, you're either like straining and push, trying to push it out and it's putting too much pressure or you feel like you're pushing it out and it's like pushing everything else. You know what I mean? And you like, there's like a feeling where you're like, okay, am I pushing out everything here? Or am I pushing out everything to the back? You know?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, going back to what you said before, there's just such a stigma around all of this conversation. It's like this this region of our body that we all have for the most yeah. part, assuming that we are constructed, you know, to standard. Yep, yeah. yeah. whatever you want to call it. It's like a 12-inch segment of our body that nobody wants to talk about. And yeah. there's just so much that's going on there. There's so much that starts there and that, you know, in in, in positive ways, and then also a lot of, you know, bad stuff that kind that's where it takes root. And yeah. we don't talk about these things. So I mean, I'm you know i know a lot of this stuff already but i'm still learning as i'm sitting here listening especially about the the you know men having this experience which i did not know yeah. um that i don't know it's just it's it's amazing to me that so i mean do you have do you have male um students that are working with you or is it primarily women
0: it's primarily women but we do have a lot of men in um, in the community and not some, like, you know, they join in on some of these pelvic floor talks and I feel like they're listening. Like asking for a friend kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, not even, <laughs> at not even, I wish, I so wish somebody would come <laughs> and be like, asking for a friend because I love that shit. Um, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, I feel like they're, like, they're listening. Like, I do think people are listening, you know? And like, I think even just hearing a conversation and like taking it in and being like, okay, and almost like, like pulling your eyes inside of your body and like, what am I feeling down here? What does it feel mm-hmm. like when I do this? Or, um, yeah, no, mostly the men come in for back pain and, mm-hmm. you know, injuries. Like a lot of, I get a lot of people coming for injuries, like, you know, coming in being like, I need to, I need to repair and, and restrengthen the proper way from injuries. But um, I do think the pelvic floor topics with men should be had more. And I would love to, to see more men on the platform. Having these conversations. So, I'm, I'm reaching out to any of the men that are there, like, please start this conversation. But I think for women, you know, it's it, it, a lot of times it creates such an odd relationship with our pelvis. And I think that also comes with um, having these conversations like poop and periods and childbirth. And, you know, we hold so much trauma in our hips also. And a lot of times that tightness can be from traumatic experiences or anxiety or, you know, all of these stresses also can go in there. So I think like having the conversations also allows us to kind of take control there, and I think that's why it's so powerful when you, um, or when people come into the method in their life. I've never felt this area in a way that like feels like I'm controlling my hips with some stability from strength, and also all these pieces, and kind of like gaining. That control back because it really is like such a great feeling, you know, when you're like, oh, well I can, you know, and you, you know, like we all like have bloating and inflammation and all of that stuff, but just like bringing it back to like, I, I have control over it and these things are going to all happen, but I'm aware of the changes and, you know, yeah.
2: So can you talk a little bit um, specifically about like the method and what it is? So it's, is it primarily online at this point or do you have a studio as well?
0: Um, Pre-COVID, I was in person. Now I am. Now I am primarily online and virtual. I take my clients virtually. Also, um, working on getting more in person now that I feel like things people are ready for that. You know, I feel like things are kind of settling. We're like, all right, we're ready to move on to that. But yes, primarily online. Um, and what it is is it's it's basically you know mat work where you use your body. I also use a small stability ball, which I find is super helpful in terms of pelvic floor connection because a lot of times we're holding the ball between the knees and we're not squeezing the ball with the knees, but we're engaging the pelvic floor and releasing. So you might not even see a squeeze, but it's that internal connection. So using the ball to um, intensify a lot of the movements um, it's Pilates inspired because I'm classically Pilates trained, but it has all these different elements of swimming and dance and um, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things like that. it's kind of, it, it's sometimes hard to ex- explain In words, like you kind of, it is really like a feeling, like it has a meditative quality to it where we're breathing and we're mobilizing. And a lot of it has to do with creating a functional spine because spine health is everything. And I think a lot of people don't put enough focus on the fact that, like, if your spine isn't healthy, like, you cannot do anything later in life, you know, we're, so we're protecting, protecting your body now and in the future, but also getting like a really awesome workout. So you're feeling like you're getting that strength aspect of it, but through these things that we're trying to, you know, help you with later on in life too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that it's um sort of Pilates without the machine. So I go, when I go, I do like the reformer, whatever, yeah. in my neighborhood. Um, which is great, but it's just not very accessible. You know, it's, it's, Nice, obviously, to be able to just sort of like, you know, lie on the floor and do do my thing.
0: Yeah, um, and that's kind of how. That's kind of like how um, how it started too. I was teaching reformer Pilates, and you know, when I had when I had kids, and sometimes I would be stuck at home and they'd be sleeping, and I was like, well, I need to do something. Like, this is a great time to give myself something. So I started playing around with stability ball because it was all I had, and it was like a very accessible. I could travel with it, and it um, and it did a lot, you know. And so when I started when I was teaching the reformer classes to my clients who were doing private clients, um, I would just slowly start to show them some of my moves. And they're like, we love this. We love this. Like, could you turn it into a class format so that my friends who want to do it, who don't necessarily want to pay for a private session price or, you know, it it seems, yeah. So they they ended up coming in and teach taking a class too, because it becomes a little bit more accessible and a little bit um, easier to do on your own time too, because you can do it from your house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have to say like Pilates is one of those sneaky, like tricky exercises, um, in that it looks, and maybe this is why guys don't do it as much as they should Yeah, because it doesn't have the sort of like theatrics of like, and sound effects of like lifting heavy weights and having this big show. Like the movements are all so tiny and so specific and so hard. It's Mm -hmm. so deceiving, right? Like it's just one of those things where I'm like, damn, I can't believe how little I move, but how, yeah. how hard, like difficult that was.
0: Yeah. It's, and sometimes, sometimes you're laying there and, and it's like, the it's like, looks like you're basically doing nothing. And I say this with, with my, um, with the people in the community, I'm like, you know, we're trying to also relax your face because we're trying to breathe and not go like this and tense up when we're doing all of these moves. Like we're trying to allow the breath to like really give you that sense of relaxing. So then you have this like peaceful face while doing basically nothing. You know, it looks like you're like just doing a little tiny like, thing. So it has a sense of that. But the second anybody jumps into it, like no matter what type of movement you're doing like that in terms of this work, you're like, oh shit, like that is serious. And the stability mm-hmm. aspect of it and trying to hold this hip down while opening this hip can be so challenging.
1: <laughs> Challenge for sure. Yeah. God, all this talk is making me just wanna wish we could have a little session right now. It's
2: been a while. <laughs> I know. I feel like I I mean, as as a not parent and not not a, a birther, um, I, I feel like I still have a lot to learn about this area. And and to your point, like it's definitely not something that um should go unaddressed because of all the other. Issues that can be associated, even if you're, you haven't had kids. Um, yeah. Like, I've had weird intermittent back pain in the last few weeks that I've never had before. So now I'm sitting here like, hmm, I wonder how related this might be. And yeah. We interviewed the founder of, um, do you know Kegel Bell? Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's great. Um, we interviewed her last year and uh, she, she sent us some samples that we got to use. Um, and I did very well. I actually, I, I was quite pleased with my strength, um, but it's also, you know, I think I got a little cocky and I was like, oh yeah, I got like the heaviest weight and I don't need this right now. Yeah, um, But you kind of do need to, if, you know, it's a use it or lose it kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, you have to, you always have to keep working on it, you know, and it can, there's so, something, you know, you can also like go for too long of a walk and all of a sudden it's too tight and you need to release, you know what I mean? So it's kind of this constant focus that, you know, to always kind of, always kind of be aware of, I guess, every day yeah. uh, in some sort yeah.
1: of Yeah. What are some activities that you can think of um, that tighten the pelvic floor without us sort of like realizing? Like I was thinking about that. I was doing like the the old Peloton the other day. And I was like, Oh, I think I texted you, Erica. I was like, does your ass just like kill every time you, and you're like, it's like your vagina bone, yeah. like pubic bone, like your butt bone. I'm just like, is this yeah. tightening pelvic floor? Like, I don't know. I was thinking like, what are the exercises or just like even casual activities that we do that we don't realize maybe are, like you said, going for a walk that are tightening our pelvic floor and we need to yeah."
0: Yeah, jumping is jumping is a big one. Also heavy lifting, you know, it's the pressure. I mean, anything that like you're holding a ton of pressure that you're not focusing on kind of like lifting up through there, you know, if it feels like you're just like all of a sudden doing some like arm work and you're kind of like letting the whole lower body go and not thinking of that piece, that can be um, really, really damaging and just put a ton, a ton of pressure. So anything that's kind of like pounding on it, you know. So if you're feeling like there's like pounding on your feet, jumping, running you know, stuff like that can be really tightening of the pelvic floor and you want to like make sure that you're really spending some time stretching it after at least so that you can keep doing that forever. You know, you can keep doing the things that you love to do, but while still protecting the pelvic floor.
1: But so jumping
2: in a context of like rebounding, for example, is okay because you're not making the same type of impact or is that... Because I I don't do a lot of rebounding, but I feel like when I do, I feel like I'm even more sort of focused on that like keeping everything tight. Cause you're supposed to keep your core tight and whatever. And then I, I don't know, it's like, it feels almost antithetical to me. Like it's, it's less impact on your joints, but somehow it feels like everything else is sort of more like tightly wound than it should be.
0: I think, I think with that, you know, it is, I, and I think, you know, this is the concept of like overly tightening. Like I think it is overly tightening, but I think if you start focusing kind of like on the breath and on mm-hmm. kind of like that, um, you know a lot of times people are like, "Well, how do you how are you able to talk throughout a session?" And part of it is like being able to do this like lateral breath that allows you to breathe while still connecting the core. So it's not this tightness here where your your ribs also close off and just put pressure like that. You know you're kind of like lifting and allowing kind of like that breath. So I think if you focus on kind of like having that release also while you're doing it, I think it will be super helpful. But you know, I think it's it's, it's also like each person, like, you know, depending on how often you do things and how much and how heavy or, you know, mm-hmm. it could be all the, all these different
2: elements. But I guess to your point, like it really is a matter of knowing what to look for and knowing what to pay attention to. I think, yeah, Z, I mean, Peloton's a good example. Like so much of it is when you're out of the saddle, they're constantly, you know, coaching you to keep your core tight. But I feel, I mean, same for me, I like, I don't, it's not so much that my crotch hurts necessarily. I mean, that's part of it, but like, I feel like I need to do so much more hip opening after I do a big ride than even, even if, even if I'm running, like it's totally different type of impact. You're not pounding, but something about being like out of the saddle and keeping, you know, keeping everything tight just feels like everything is kind of like closing in on itself. Um,
0: Yeah. Well, it's also really working the hip flexors and the quads kind of like that whole line. So once that gets tighter, it's a little bit harder to kind of open up and mobilize too. I think, I think with, with Peloton and doing a bike ride like that, you know, a lot of people, I think conceptually, when they think tighten the core, it's this feeling, you know, mm. we've been told ever since we were little, like we remember taking those like PE tests where it's like, you know, how many sit-ups can you do? And you're just like, crunch, <laughs> crunch, and, Like I can do a hundred like great and you're healthy. Like there's like a check mark, you know, that type of thing. Um, but I think it's like undoing that, that concept of like working the abs, is in a crunch form, you know? So I think when you're like lifting and if you're thinking like tightening here and you're rounding through the spine and you're just like over flaring the hip flexors as you go like that, I think that can be super damaging. But when you start to be like, okay, well maybe I'm like lifting up and actually like working the glutes, maybe finding the neutral pelvis hovered, you can start to like get a little bit of that depth of the core without it being just like this tight ball. And I think, you know, people... I think what, what I'm also trying to do is trying to get people out of the mentality of like, if, you, if it's not burning, if you're not sweating, if you're not like dying, it's not working, you know, because right. that's not really what it is at all. So you don't have to necessarily feel it in a very specific way to to have it work, you know, so like you're engaging yeah. the core and you can find kind of like, you're like, oh wow, I'm finding this like, transverse abdominus that's wrapping into my back and I feel supported, but it's not that same burn as you're just like, you know, going like this and going like this and going like this. It's doing more for you. It's healthier for you. It's functionally, and it actually will end up toning you a lot more in the long run, but it just has, has a different, um, a different sense of that. So trying not to be like, okay, I'm just trying to tighten for the burn or the feel of it, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So do you recommend this method as, part, I mean, if you have people who are like hardcore you know, runners or to your point, like people who are really looking for that kind of like, you know, no pain, no gain experience, um, but understand the value of this. Is it something that you recommend they work in? Like, is it on the same day as, you know, say a big cardio workout or is it like if they're already doing bar and strength, I'm just trying to understand like where it fits in the sort of, uh, you know, in the in the array of workout combinations yeah. that people are doing on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, this is all I do
0: now. I've kind of found, like, I only do my method now for a few years and, and along with walking because I get that mental release. And I always try, to, I tell everybody, I'm like, you don't want to like, if, if there's something that gives you that euphoric, release you know what i mean like it could be running it could be spinning or whatever it is um like you don't want to cut that out but you want to ha- be you want to ha- do something that's supporting that to make sure that you're able to do that so um i really think you can fit in at any time you know my app has like a bunch of different varieties of times i think the key is to not over you know over exhaust yourself so if you're going on like a super long run like obviously it'd be great to open up the pelvic floor and do some core work in a way that mobilizes your spine, but trying not to, you know, also overexhaust. So
2: I think, I think so it's, it's just all a, you do. And that, and that and walking.
0: This and walking. Yeah. I mean, because it's, and like, like Zoe's always a point, you know, it's, it's a lot more challenging. Like you do get, such a full body workout where we leave and like when I leave a class, I'm like, oh, wow, I feel amazing. Like I feel uplifted. I feel like I got everything. My body just feels like engaged in all of the senses. And you start to realize that sometimes like less is more like you don't need to, you don't need to do all these really high intensity workouts to um, to get that you know fe- feeling and to get those results. It's, it's yeah. kind of like a lot of times scaling back actually is a lot better for you mentally as well you know i used to like spend hours and hours on the treadmill because i was like this is what like i was a dancer and i didn't really know what to do working out wise when i stopped dancing i was like oh this is what all my friends are doing in college like we're all just doing cardio and i would like go on the treadmill for hours and it never felt like enough like i was like what am i trying to achieve like is it a calorie burn is it like you know a time thing or like am i trying to find like catch a feeling and it was never enough so it's it's feeling kind of like Pulling yourself back and like, okay, I'm feeling really good, and this feels good in my body. No matter what time, how much time you put in, um, and just be helpful. You know,
2: I'm so curious. Mentally, to try this.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I will set both of you up. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts after too, because it's, it's um it's just you know it's it's also just a, such a good compliment to anything you're doing already. For me. I was doing kind of like things side by side to realize, like, I'm like, oh, well, I'm getting everything out of this and I like it. And I like that meditate. I'm not a great meditator by itself. Like, I can't, I, I don't, I don't know, I'm just not good at it. And so, like, part of, part of my method is like finding that type of meditation through it. So, I'm like, I feel like I'm like, okay, I got this meditative release, but I got like a really kick ass workout and I helped my body in the long term. You're like, it kind of feels very full package. And that's what I want it to be you know you get a little you get a little bit of everything and you feel complete and you feel good and you leave and it goes into your day where you're like okay I feel good and I feel energized and not depleted you know like you can't because there was me sometimes where I would plan my whole day around being on the treadmill I was like well I have to do like two hours on treadmill and then I'm like no I'm going to be so tired and blah 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 blah. and it just was like what am I doing it's not supporting my life here yeah Um, yeah
2: cool all right. Yeah. Well, What else do we need to share with people that they need to know um, in terms of how to find you? And you said it's an app as well, or is it yeah, primarily an so app?
0: So we have, you know, we have, we're, we're in all the app stores um, also on the web version, be the method.com, which would kind of, that can guide you to everywhere. Um, yeah. On Instagram, Leah Bartha. And yeah, I think, you know, if you have, if anybody has any questions, like we're all, you know, I'm always open by email. I love to have any conversation with anybody. Um, I, like I said in the beginning, like I feel like it's super helpful to even like, you know, the the app is very community driven. So I teach live live classes every week. And so that's where we have these conversations. And that's kind of what guides the videos that come the next week. You know, if I'm hearing all this talk of like how like I really want to work my outer thighs or I really want to connect here. I really want to open up my chest and stuff like that. And then we just start to see videos that come on because of that. So um, yeah, just having conversations always here to, to have any conversation about anything, <laughs> cool.
1: So fun. <we're> yes. <laughs> well, we will give it a whirl and um, let us know when you're, you know, back in person too. Because <sighs> I'm a bit starved for any kind of like in person activity. Yeah. yeah, that would be super fun. Yeah,
0: that'd be so over fun. we
1: can do it on my
0: terrace. Great. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm starved for in person too. I mean, that's how I started, and that's like really, you know, that was like how I created my method was like seeing a whole variety of bodies moving and and you know realizing like what cues I'm seeing are actually resonating. You know, because sometimes like when you're in your own house, I'm like, oh, this cue is like, yes, like I get this. Like that makes so much sense. And then you take it to somebody else and they're like, huh? Like what do you mean? Like what what do you mean by lengthen through here? And I'm like, oh right. And so that's always so helpful to be able yeah. to see bodies and how they're reacting. Yeah. This is why like even teaching virtual clients are super but private my private clients are super important to me because I can see them and I can see the bodies moving and I get the feedback and, um, yeah, so I think, yeah. And then just also being in a room with a whole bunch of people moving is, is really special, yeah, you know, it's, it's like motivating. It's, motivating. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I think we've all spent enough time in our houses, not doing <laughs> anything that I think now it's time to, to
2: do things, <laughs> you know, Get out and move it around. Um, yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Leah. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you, and very informative. Um yeah, yeah we're excited <laughs> to check it out. Thank you so much for having get me. Get those Jenny's to tight, to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Or loose, or, or loose, <laughs> you need.
0: yeah, or loose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks so, so much. All right, thank okay. you guys. Thanks for listening to HTW. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes. You can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it. If you have ideas for guests or topics, you can call our 1-800 number. Yes, we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or
1: holler at us on social at HTW Podcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.